Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. It's Brad and Jana, and welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast. Hey, everybody. It is so good to have you with <laughs> us today. <laughs> well, it is a beautiful day outside right now. We're, um, we're experiencing a nice fall day, which is great here in Texas because you don't get uh, many days like that. And today, Brad and I woke up and we thought, man, we want to speak today on a message that we know is going to bless you. And we're going to title it, God's Strength for the Battle. Ooh, God's Strength for the Battle. So not your strength, but God's strength. So we are going to talk about David and Goliath today. And so I know a lot of you, you might even be giggling because you remember uh, that Bible story when you were a kid growing up or going to vacation Bible school. But I tell you what, when we uh, dive in deep to the Word of God today, you are going to be encouraged. You're going to remember that God's strength is for the battle, not your strength, but God's strength. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to open up to 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17. Amen. You know, the reason for this topic today, for this discussion, is because somebody out there needs to be encouraged in the battle that you're going through right now. And that battle could be in the area of finances, health, family, even friends, schoolwork, job. You know, you, you need peace in your mind, peace yes. in your heart. You need, you know what? It's time to drop your sword and let God strength be there for your battle. That's right. That's what we need to do. So we want to we want this to encourage you today. And I say that because this is a really well-known Bible story and it's taught to kids in you know in, in kids' church and you know all the way from the little toddlers on up. But there's a lot of great things in this account. There's a lot of depth here, but there's a lot of things that we can use to apply for our lives in the times that we need God's strength for our battles. So we're going to go through it. Uh, we're going to read a lot of scripture today because you really got to read the verses in this account to get a picture of it. Won't read them all. Won't read the whole chapter, but we, we, we will read enough to, to give you an idea. Maybe there's someone actually, babe, listen to this, who doesn't know this story that well. So let's not take it for granted that everybody listening okay. today is like, you know, a theologian or they know everything about <laughs> the Word of God. So right. we're hoping that actually there's people out there that don't know a lot about this, or maybe, you know, you're not a churchgoer, and, and, and we want you to hear this and, and let this bless you today. Yes. So I think we should go ahead and start. Okay, Amen. let's do it. So let me start in 1 Samuel chapter 17, and we're going to read verse 1, and then I will continue to read more verses, but I will tell you where we are. Okay, so verse 1 says this, Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle. So what it starts off in this account right away, just so if you don't know this, the Philistines were the enemies of the armies of God. They were the enemies of the armies of Israel. They were enemies against God's army, God's people. So now they're gathering their forces, and it says, it gathered their enemies, their armies for battle. So they're ready for battle against God's army. And it says in verse 2, And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered. So they're getting their army together, Saul being the head of it. 
and encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in line of battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them. So picture that. There is this big, huge plot of land. Imagine one army amassed on one top of the hillside. Then there's this huge, big, deep valley. And that's going to mean, there's going to there's be a reason why we're emphasizing that. There's a deep valley there. And then, the, and then the armies of Israel are positioned on top of the other mountain. Just picture the scene. Because this is a true account. This really happened. Imagine what that must have looked like. And it says, and the Philistines stood on the mountain on the one side and Israel stood on the other side. Then in verse 4, and there came out the, from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. That is actually nine feet, nine inches tall. So out from the army of the Philistines steps out what they called their champion, the Goliath of Gath. It's this enormous, obviously, we think Shaq is tall. We think Shaq is big. But if you compare him, Shaq's about seven foot two. This guy was nine feet nine. So not only was he taller, but you got to imagine the girth and the breadth of him, his shoulder width, hand size, yes. head size, feet size, thigh size. This guy was a true this guy was a giant, so he's, but he's also a warrior. He's not, you know, he's, he's a, this is, this it's could intimidating. be, intimidating. this could be a very scary dude. So he <laughs> steps out and then it goes on to explain about, he had a helmet on and talks about his armor, talks about how much all that weighs and which is amazing in itself. Cause you can just imagine how much the, 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 the head of his javelin must've even weighed. So in verse eight, it says he stood and listen to this. Those of you who are going through a battle right now. Those of you who have a giant in your life, the giants of finances, yes. the giants of health, the giant of, of whatever circumstance you're in, then that giant is going to shout at you like this. It says he stood and he shouted to the ranks of Israel, why have you come out to draw up for battle? He's even saying, what are you even doing here? Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? And he says, choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. Oh so he wants a one-on-one, -on -one. nine feet, nine inches tall, gigantic. He's saying, get your best. Give me your best and let him come out to me and fight me. Uh, I, I, I just, I love this Bible account. Yes. It says in verse 10, and the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Is your giant shouting to you? Saying your God can't help you? Yes. Your God doesn't have the strength to get you through this? Good. Woo, man. He <laughs> says, give me a man that we may fight together. And when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Mm. Let me make a real quick point on that. You got to understand these were professional soldiers. These men of Israel were men who knew what it is to fight. They have been in many battles before. And for them to be described as being greatly afraid is a really important point. This giant that was shouting at them brought them fear. Is the giant in your life, whatever that may be, is it bringing you fear? 
Is it so-called shouting to you saying, I'm going to defeat you. I'm going to discourage you. I'm going to drag you down. I'm going to take away your victory in life. I'm going to steal everything from you. And does it cause you to be filled with fear, to be filled with anxiety, to be filled with worry? Well, that's what's going on here. And maybe that's going on in your life, but we got an answer for you because we're going to talk about God's strength for the battle. So let's drop down into verse 16. Well, it talks in between there about how De how Jesse um, had three of his oldest sons actually were part of this army. And they were, it's talking about that. Then it says David, describes David as being the youngest. Uh, he was not there involved with it yet, but the, his other sons were there. And verse 16 says, for 40 days, 40 days, the Philistine came forward and took his stand morning and mm -hmm. evening. So he's coming out. Judo. He's standing on one side of the on one mountain range. He's shouting. Probably that valley picked that whole his voice up and caused it to the echo. Thunder. Yeah, probably thundered oh, through that valley. Yes. And they're hearing it, and he's doing it in the morning, and then he's doing it in the evening. And every time they're probably fearful. He's saying, "Bring somebody out to me. I want to have your best. Send him out." In verse 17, and Jesse said to David, his son, now they're going to kind of get David involved with this. So now it turns to this picture. And Jesse said to his son, David, take for your, take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain and these 10 loaves and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers. In other words, take your brothers this food. I want them to have something, plenty of food to eat. Also take these 10 cheeses to the commander of their thousand. See if your brothers are well and bring some token from them. So Take the food, you know, bring them some, bring me back something from them. And so now David's, David's being sent. Yes. He doesn't even know why he's going. He just thinks he's going to go be the youngest brother. He and, doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, he doesn't even know this is going on. He's going to take his big brother some food. So he's just kind of being used as a, um, what do you call that? Kind of a middleman. He's a gopher, just man. A gopher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, go, he's gophering it. So he's taking their food to him, and, you know, there he is, young teenage David, a shepherd boy. And it says in verse 20, And David rose early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took the provisions and went as Jesse had commanded him. And in verse 21, And Israel and the Philistines. So now David's going there. He's doing what his father asked him to do. And then it says in verse 21, And Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle army, against army and it says David sees this now he's there and it says in verse 22 and David left the things in charge of the keeper so he said hey man you take care of this stuff I want to go see what's going on so he runs to the ranks it says and went and greeted his brothers so now David's over there where his brothers are he wants to get in the middle of this and see what's happening as he talked with his brothers behold the champion Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before. Uh-oh, it says, and David heard him. <laughs> I almost, I'll, I'll be honest with you, that brings tears to my eyes because yeah. it's just so, so cool to see that David, there was a plan here and where all these older brothers were scared and filled with fear, here comes this young man, but there was something different about him. I don't want to give it away right now. Maybe you know what it is, but I don't want to give it away right now. But he's he's on the scene, and he hears the giant say these words. And it says, verse 24, All the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were much afraid. 
So again, we're learning. And they did it now in front of David. They ran. David's watching his brothers, his older brothers, fill with fear because of this giant coming out and saying the things, defying the armies of Israel. And in verse 26, David said to the man who stood by him, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? In other words, he's saying, who is this guy who is not even in covenant with God? The whole phrase, uncircumcised Philistine, is showing us he wasn't in covenant with God. The ones that are filled with fear, they're the ones in covenant with God. They're the ones that should have no fear. But so David recognizes this really deep truth. Man, in other words, God's on our side. Yes. He's not on his side. Yes. God is on our side. He's not on his side. Who is this guy that he should defy the armies mm -hmm. of the living God? In verse 27, and the people answered him, in the same way, so shall it be done to the man who kills him. But here's something interesting. I know my wife have a point on this. It's funny because in verse 28, in the middle of this scene going on, the giant's coming out. They're all scared because they don't want to do anything about it. None of the guys are stepping up and going, I'll go fight him. They're all, it seems like it's saying that every time he comes out, they run away. And then maybe they move up again and then he comes out and they run away. Oh, no. And they're filled with fear. But here's David on the scene. And it says now in verse 28, now Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. So Eliab heard David talk. He heard David come out with this probably boldness of who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of a living God. So his older brother hears him say this. And it says, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your presumption and the evil of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. I, I, okay, I got something I got to say about that. Is it, have you ever done anything and you tried and you knew you were doing something for God and you had family and friends? People who are close to who you. Who are supposed to be close to you. And yes, I'll even say family. They get jealous of how God is using you. You know, I can say that because I've seen it in my own life. They I, try to diminish they, you. They try to diminish you. That's why he said to him, and with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Like, hey, come on, man. You're nothing but a little shepherd boy. He's diminishing who he is. Putting him back in his place. But he's doing it because they, he heard David say that. Yeah. It makes him mad. And the funny thing is, it, Eliab, Eliab should be the one saying these things. He's the older brother. That's right. He's a more experienced soldier. So he gets jealous. In verse 29, and David said, <laughs> what have I done now? In other words, what, you know. What is it now, Eliab? Well, come on, man. I mean. <laughs> it's always something with you. <laughs> yeah, what, what have I done now? What, was it not but a word? In other words, I just, I made a comment. I, I made a statement. I made a, I made a statement of fact. And he turned away from him toward another and spoke in the same way. And the people answered him as, again as before. In verse 31, did you want to add anything into that? No, keep okay. on. Verse 31, when the words that David spoke were heard, they so now the people hear the things that David's saying. Right. So all the other soldiers are hearing David say things. 
who is this uncircumcised faith? He should defy the armies of the living God. To hear this in his voice coming from his heart. So what they do, it says, they, they take this and tell Saul about it, who's the king. And then from that, Saul sends for David. And it says in verse 32, and David said to Saul, David said now to the king, David said, who was also afraid of the giant, who saw himself was a big man. It describes Saul as standing head and shoulders above all the other people. So he's a big guy. You'd think he'd run out there, but nobody's doing it. And there's David, a teenager. But he was a teenager who knew his God. That's right. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go, your servant will go mm. and fight with this Philistine. Yeah. And Saul said to David, here we go again. He said, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth. Yes. And he has been a man of war from his youth. So he's looking right at David saying, maybe he appreciated the fact he wanted to do it, but he's saying, you can't do this. He was stating a fact, but the truth was David knew who his God was. And here's King Saul. He's looking at the natural. David's looking at the supernatural. Listen, it doesn't matter how old you are. When you know your God, there is not one giant out That's there who's right. not in covenant with God that can come against you right. or defy you in the name of your Lord. Amen. Amen. The God, it's God's strength for the battle. Yes. It's not ours. That's Amen. Right. So he tells him, you're but a youth. And then in verse 34 of chapter 17, but David said to Saul, you're, now, now this is what you, you got to get a hold of this because this is going to bless you because yeah. it does me. Because I look at this, I, I would say I, I, I reference or I reflect on this, I'd say at least once or twice a week when things are trying to come against me because we all go through spiritual warfare and those giants are out those there. thoughts come to your mind. Yeah, yeah. Verse 34, but David said to Saul, he says, your servant used to keep sheep. In other words, he's saying, I, he's looking at Saul saying, I used to keep sheep for my father. Yes. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, hmm. I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. Mercy. And if he <laughs> arose against me, I caught him. He's talking about the lion. <laughs> Can't you catch it? He said, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Wow. He says in verse 36 to Saul, he's saying, King Saul, I have struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. You know, when Brad just read that, you have to stop and think of that account that he said he's come against the bear. He's come against the lion. And y'all know that uh, watching Nat Geo on TV when they have those things, uh, documentaries about bears and lions and how fierce they are, how big they are, how violent and vicious. David, in the power of the Lord, he went after those things that were trying to come against his sheep. And so he, like Brad said, he's coming back at King Saul. And he's saying, hey, I want to tell you this. This is going to be nothing from my God because he's already delivered me from the hand of this. What? And, and I ask anybody out, all of you that are listening that are dealing with the giants in your life, think about what has God already delivered you from? Mm. 
what what victories has God already given you yes. besides the fact he translated you from darkness into his Come marvelous on. light and Amen. saved your lost soul Amen. that you couldn't do on your your own. And remember, that was only God's strength for that battle. You were lost in your sin. You came to faith in Christ. He saved you. He delivered. What else since then has he done? I'll guarantee you he's He's got you through financial times. There's people out there who God has healed you yes. of sicknesses and infirmities. Think about, it's almost like, in other words, we're going through these situations and the giants are shouting at us. We need to stop for a moment and remember back God and yes. say to God, God, you have saved me. That's right. God, you have healed me. Yes. God, you have provided for me. God, you put food on my table. You've put a roof over my head. You've protected my children and on and on and on. And listen, if God's done it before, David's saying God did it before, God's going to do it again. Yes. He took care of the lion and the bear. He's going to take care of this nine foot nine uncircumcised Philistine who is defying the armies of a living God. It says in verse 37, I'm pumped, man. That is so exciting. Mm -hmm. It says in verse 37, And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw yes. of the bear. Come Amen. on, somebody out there. Come on. It says, Will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Mm -hmm. And it says, And Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. And man, there couldn't have been a truer statement. Because when David went, the Lord was with him. And it says that he tried on Saul. Saul and Saul said, hey, before you go, try my armor on. <laughs> and David tries. And remember, Saul is a big guy. So David David was as big as Saul. To, you know, so Saul, he puts on Saul's armor. And it doesn't fit him. And David says, I'm not going to use these. I've never tested these before. That's and right. so he puts them off. Because he didn't need that. Man's he didn't need his armor. He didn't need his sword see god's going to win him the battle without having to use the sword that's and that's what's so powerful about this and then it says in verse 40 then he took his staff david took his staff in his hand it's a stick and chose goes to the brook takes out five stones because he liked to use his um Sling. sling to throw this rocks at animals or things to kill them. That's right. So that's all he had. You got to understand, here he's going for Mr. Nine Foot Nine, uncircumcised, big mouth guy, <laughs> shouting at the armies of a living God and trying to defy them. Some send somebody out against me. You know, whatever he was sounding like. And so all David's got is a stick and a sling. I love with it. some stones. Come on. So he goes out with a sling in his hand, and it says, and he he approached the Philistine. I love it. When all these guys, listen, they may have knew God, but David knew God. So they knew God. They knew about God. They knew but, about God, and they, yeah, David they were. David had experienced God. But, but David had experienced yes. what God had already, he emphatically knew what God had already done for him yes. and what God could do here. Yes. Do you know what God has already done for you mm. and what God can do for you now? Because if he's done it before, I'm telling you something, what you're going through now is just as easy as everything else. That's right. It says in verse 41, And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David and with his shield bearer in front of him. In verse 42, And when David, and when the Philistine looked and saw David, it says he disdained. In other words, he's like going, Who is this kid? Yeah. It says, he, it says, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. It hit his pride. 
Yeah. He's thinking, what? Like, what? Are, like, what? I'm a champion. That's what you're bringing out I'm asking me. you guys to give me the best you got, and you're sending out this young, oh, okay, he's good looking, and even that made him mad probably. This young, good looking teenager without a sword in his hand. He's, oh, got no. a, he's got a piece of leather, and he's got some stones, and he's got the stick in his hand. So the Philistine said to David in verse 43, am I a dog? Yeah. That you come to me with sticks? It hit his pride. Hits his, he's thinking, what is going on here? And the Philistine <laughs> cursed David by his gods. Oh, man. Understand something. This uncircumcised Philistine was not in covenant Pagan. with the only true and living God. That's Jehovah God. That is the only real and living God. Amen. That was not... Goliath's God, he served other gods, Dagon, another type of gods. Says in verse 44, the Philistines said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air <laughs> and to the beasts of the field. Okay. And then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword. Imagine how big the sword was of a guy who's nine foot nine. And you know what's so amazing about this? Here, David, he's already gotten a verbal assault from his older brother. Then Saul's telling him, oh, you're such a youth. That's kind of a verbal assault. And now he's getting a major verbal assault in front of everyone by this giant. But what Brad's about to share with you, David, not only did he run to the giant, but after the giant had done what he did, David now is going to speak directly to him. It says, and David said to the Philistine, David's now saying to the giant, you come to me with a sword oh, and with a spear and with a javelin. Man's In other words, he's saying, you got all those big pieces of weaponry, the tools of man in your hand, and you're going to try to take me on in, the pow in, in your uncovenanted power. <laughs> and he says, but I come to you. Oh, wow. In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. Yes. I'll say to every one of you, all you need right now in the situation you're in is the name of the Lord of hosts, Amen. the God of the armies of Israel. Amen. That's all you need to do is look at your giant and say, who are you to come to me, you uncircumcised Philistine, yes. and try to take me down and fill me full of fear and anxiety and worry and steal my health? I come to you. In the name of the Lord Amen. of hosts, I come to you in the power of the Lord. I come to you in the power of Jesus. my God who Thank is you, all Jesus. powerful. Yes. And then verse four, uh, that's, does that encourage anybody? That, a, that encourages me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> in verse 46, this day, David continues and says this, he says this day, it's not going to be tonight. It's not going to, you're not coming right back now. out tomorrow morning. He said right now. Wow. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you. Kind of picture the scene, man. He's standing in front of a nine foot nine inch guy and he's a teenager, but he's full of the confidence of the Lord. Yes. He knew it was God's strength for the battle. And so he's standing there in the full confidence of God, knowing he's knowing that God is with him. And he's knowing that God's going to bring him the victory. That yes. is so awesome. So he says, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and cut off your head. <laughs> and I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel 
and that all his assembly may know that the Lord says, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hand. Wow. Talk about knowing your God. You need to take those words and apply them to your life yes. right now. You need to look at them and apply that statement to your giant mm -hmm. and know that it's God's strength for the battle. And in verse 48, he says, when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, I love, this is one of my favorite Thank parts you. in the whole account. It says, David ran quickly. Mine says David hurried and ran toward. He hurried. And think about that in the contrast of the other older soldiers who says they it. ran, they feared and ran away. He ran to him. And remember, this was David was not a soldier. He had not been in battle like all of the armies of Israel had. He just knew that his God had <laughs> delivered him. And, you know, he spent time. And I'll, get, I'll throw this in there. David was a shepherd, a shepherd boy. He spent time, we see from studying his life, that he spent time as a psalmist. Yes. He sang worship unto God. There was a connection. There was an intimate, there was a relationship with his God. It wasn't just knowing about him or, you know, it was, it was that David knew him intimately. And when you know God intimately through, through prayer, yes. through the word of God, through meditating on who he is in your life, I'm telling you something, it brings power yes. in your life. All of a sudden, what begins to rise up inside of you is the understanding that your God is with you. So it says, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And in verse 49, and David puts his hand in his bag, takes out a stone, a stone, that's it, and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into, splat, spam, into his forehead, <laughs> and he fell on his face to the ground. Think about that. It was such a straight shot. One stone, bam, right there, right where it needed to land. Tell me that's not God. You know, when God when, when you do something in the Lord, he will <laughs> he will he will perfect it. Amen. It it, it it hit its mark. Yes. It didn't hit him in the shoulder, it didn't hit him in the kneecap, which all would have hurt, but it hit him right in the middle of the forehead, which was a kill shot. Hit him with a kill shot. <laughs> With a stone. <laughs> Verse 50. So David prevailed. So David prevailed. So David prevailed. Put your name in there. So John prevailed. So Kim prevailed. So 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 Jana prevailed. So Brad prevailed. So Adam prevailed. You know, whatever you and in, in, when God you let God be the strength for your battle, you will prevail. It says so David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone. Just trying just making a point that he didn't need a spear. And struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Okay, y'all, can you imagine what all of the Philistines were doing right when they saw that and the armies of the living God and King Saul? Could you imagine? I bet it was like silence instantly. Shock. Did this just happen? So <laughs> and eventually it says a couple of verses down that the, the, the men of Israel finally did run. Now that the guy, big guy was killed, they all took off and ran, chased the Philistines down and, and dealt with them and plundered their camps and all that. But this account is so encouraging to me. And I hope even through us sharing this with you that it is, it is incited something in you. It's instigated in something in you to the understanding and the realization that mm -hmm. it's God's strength for the battle. 
it's not it's not mine you know I go to the gym all the time I work out you know I'm six foot four weigh about 280 pounds and you know I you know I'm a kind of a bigger guy but you know what giant. when I go through things I'll tell you something it's not in my strength that's right I can only fight these battles and it doesn't matter if you're a teenager or a little grandma when you do it that's in the right. strength of the Lord right. man you're gonna be victorious your Giants will fall that's right when you stand up run it run to that thing don't don't be sheepish and run away and be in fear and be filled with anxiety now it's time to rise up in the confidence of your God knowing what your God has done for you in the past knowing what he can do for you now and know that you can overcome the situation let God's strength take over begin to pray begin to worship and let God do what only God can do in your situation amen you know what we know that you just felt the power right there as Brad was bringing this forth this is one of our favorite passages in the Bible um, David again he knew who his God was and it was in God's strength that this battle was won so we appreciate you listening to us today oh, man. and I know I know there's something stirring in you right now that like Brad said whatever has come against you whatever giant has been thundering in your life maybe 40 days and 40 nights maybe it's been longer maybe it's only been one day whatever that voice is you can tell that thing to hush in Jesus name and in the power of God's strength that battle is going to be won so thank you so much for listening Amen. today share this podcast with someone and I want to encourage you listen to it again get it in your spirit uh, read over this account and like Brad has been saying constantly through this declare and put your name in there and speak to that giant for it, what God did yes. for David God can do for you that's right amen well we are so glad you spent time with us today we just we know you were encouraged we know yes. that you were inspired by this so you go out you take care of your giants in the strength of your God God bless you and have a great rest of the week Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.